Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next Grad Cracker webinar featuring Admiral. So, Admiral advertises their graduate opportunities on Grad Cracker and currently has positions live that you can apply for. So, Admiral have been with us for years and years and years and years, um, and I'm really pleased to welcome the panel today Daniel, George, and Adam, who all found their roles at Admiral through Grad Cracker. So um, there's lots of information on their company hub, so make sure you check that out after the webinar to find out a bit more. So Sam joins us today. Um, Sam is the Graduate Recruitment Officer. Can you tell us a bit more about your role and Admiral in general, please, Sam? Yes, good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name's Sam. I'm uh, the Graduate and Analyst Recruitment Officer here at Admiral. A um, bit about Admiral initially, we're a financial services and insurance company. Um, we're probably one of the most refreshing companies in this industry, I would say, um, in terms of our culture and our values. We sell a range of products ranging from motor to household and multi-cover insurance and generally have a lot of other exciting things ongoing as well in terms of other entities within the company. So we've got other things such as our financial services company, AFSL and Pioneer, which is a really exciting entity as part of Admiral. But whistle stop, we are insurance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In terms of um, a bit about me, I, I joined virtually last year um, during the pandemic, um, joined completely virtual, but still got a real good feel for that Admiral culture that we all shout about. Um, my role primarily focuses looking after pricing recruitment, but I do pitch in with other, really, other recruitment related things as well, um, and heavily our, our grad recruitment. So I, I work and I've met um, Dan, George and Adam quite a bit now. Um, so yeah, that's just a bit about me, I guess. And any hints and tips Sam, so from people joining companies virtually, what hints and tips would you give from, from somebody who's maybe got more experience in the industry um, to students who might be joining virtually in September? That's a really good question. Um, so Sorry, that was completely on the spot. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is fine. Um, <laughs> joining virtually, um, you know, it, it, it's a completely different way of being what yeah. we would call onboarded into a Oh, I thought that was me. Have we lost that? Oh, no, we're back. Oh, we're oh, back. back. Sorry. Start, yeah, that, back. start that again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got unstable connection Zoom's now telling me. Oh, bless you. No, that's fine. Um, it's try to get stuck into things as much as you can as you would in the office for example yeah. we will be arranging things such as like coffee meetings and coffee catch-ups and having team activities and funny albeit virtual and you know don't be afraid to join those meetings and get stuck in and you know have your camera on turn your mic off get involved in those conversations and and do your best to put yourself out there and not hide behind your camera which is really easily done virtually I find yeah um because going into the office, if you go going over to like, you know, a water cooler, for example, and someone else is at the same time, you can't really hide from that person yeah. and have that conversation. So try not to hide when you when you join those virtual meetings and utilize our platforms like Teams and, you know, email, ask questions as much as you would. You know, we're here as colleagues to support you virtually just as much as we would in the office. So I guess my biggest, biggest message would be, although it's virtual, you you don't have to make it feel virtual you can really yeah. put yourself out there still if that makes sense yeah I'll definitely second putting cameras on it's like it's kind of like if you're in your office walking around with a bag on your head you wouldn't do that would you so, yeah. so, so, so <laughs> don't do that I don't know if that's a good analogy but just but you know have you have your cameras on and I think that goes through everything during the um, application process if you're attending like one of Jessica's presentations that she does on campus thanks Jess I thought I'd say that for you and um, make sure you have your definitely have your cameras on um this year Sam so when will the graduates be starting? Do you have different start dates? And how are the starting? Is that in person or, or is that still virtual? So it's, it's still a bit vague in terms of yeah. depending on the time of year that you'd start. Things change very quickly, as I think we've all gathered over the yeah. past two years. Um, currently, a lot of our onboarding is being done remotely. Um, mm -hmm. So how that would look is, you know, lots of points of contact leading up to your start where we touch base with you, myself as the recruiter and the hiring managers and the wider team. You, know, you get involved with the WhatsApp groups that we have ongoing and just try to get you, you know, really integrated although it may be a virtual onboarding experience 
it may depend if later in the year you join in by that point in time we may be a lot more back in the office so your first day may be in the office but if it's if it's within the next few months I anticipate it'd be a bit more virtual um in terms of start dates as well very flexible um it depends on the role that you apply for but I know a lot of what we call our direct entry graduate roles very flexible with start dates so if your studies were complete in say more towards September that's a, that's fine we can look at more autumn start dates if you've already completed your studies we can look at you know start dates from here onwards um and if you're finishing your studies in the summer we'd work with you in establishing the best start date off the back of you completing your studies so yeah I think flexibility is key in my message yeah, there definitely <laughs> flexibility is key and also get your applications in I think that's okay. a second second to your message and I know you mentioned about Admiral um, you're not just an insurance company doing much 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 more but are there any other common misconceptions that you kind of want to to get out in the open about Admiral as part of this webinar? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. Um, <laughs> I think people hear insurance and finance and they think, oh, my God, that sounds boring because, you know, you just see it as quoted again, policy quotes. And when you're at, as a customer, that's the end of it. You tend to see. But as far as Admiral as a company, we're not corporate. Yeah. You, you really don't get that hierarchical feel or corporate environment that you may get in other companies. Um, and I can really, I can really scream and shout and echo that. Yeah. Um, egos left at the door. Um, in our offices, you know, some places you may see a head of department have their own glass office, looking through yeah. to everyone else in in the wider office. You've got your heads of departments sat right next to you in an open plan office, and everyone in that sense is really, really approachable. So, I think. Um, yeah, just non, not corporate in the slightest, um, yeah. I guess, is, is what I'd like to put out there. And it's a lot more exciting as well. You know, you, graduates joining us get to make a real impact. Yeah. Um, you're not given like small bits of work. You're given real chunky bits of work with responsibility that has an impact on our products, on our rating. I'm speaking a bit more pricing in particular here. Um, yeah. But you, you do have a genuine impact on the business as well. And I think coming that's been such a large company you are still a really big part big part of that cog and getting things moving forward so yeah there, there's some concepts that I like to just throw out the window and make sure people yeah. <laughs> are I love that I want to you know I think I think in the first eight minutes of the webinar so you've done a perfect job of selling Admiral um, <laughs> so we're going to move on now and meet the grads which I'm really excited to meet so Dan I'm going to start I said the beginning I'm going to call you Daniel and now I'm just calling you Dan <laughs> Dan just tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, why did you cho choose to apply for Admiral and where did you go to university and also what did you study? So uh, first about the university, I went to Aberystwyth University and I did a degree in maths. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, I wanted to do like a, I wanted to start a career in something mathematically related. Um, so I decided to go for Admiral as an analyst. Yeah. Um, I felt like this has this been a good choice because it means that I do get to use some of the skills that I learned on my degree. And I feel like I'm making progress and learning. So like every, every week I'm learning something new. Um, yeah, it's been really good. And, and how long have you been at Admiral then? um about seven or eight months I can't yeah. quite remember it's all, all been fine <laughs> it's all a blur you've just yeah. been enjoying yourself <laughs> thanks very much Dan um on to you George so similar question why choose Admiral where did you go to uni and what did you study uh, yeah so I went to uni in uh, Admiral Holloway and I studied maths um mm. and I chose Admiral because this is this seems like a really cheap thing to say but they actually do try and make a difference in the yeah. community so we've had um several webinars in the throughout the whole of Admiral and there's this guy I think his name's Andy and he always talks about how he loves to like so he can Admiral will pay him to take a day off work to go and do charity work mm. so they actually yeah. do push for making a difference in the local community and going for charity and everything so that just that's important to me so that's yeah is, is that something that anybody can can do as part of being at Admiral I yeah. think you might I'm not sure if it's everybody I think you may have had to pass probation but that's yeah 
that's oh well so. we'll <laughs> say everyone will pass we'll say <laughs> exactly <laughs> means i'm like yeah everybody <laughs> tell you Thanks. to do hr <laughs> <laughs> so if we did hr well that means i'm like oh I don't, uh, no comment no comment um Thanks very much, George. Adam, similar question to you, please. Yep, no worries. So I'm the I'm the old one in the group, apparently, because I've been here for just over two years now. Um, so I actually joined whilst we were still in the office at the end of 2019. So um, I went to university at Heriot Watt in Edinburgh. I grew up in Edinburgh as well and was kind of looking to, to leave Edinburgh, try a new city, move somewhere different. So that was one of the big appeals of Admiral. And then alongside everything that everyone else has been saying about, you know, culture and being able to use my degree uh, in in the role. Um, I studied maths as well. I think we've got a very maths heavy panel, but I think it's (laughs) worth saying that we've got people on our team that have done all sorts of things from, you know, chemistry, physics, all sorts of kind of anything that gives you kind of an analytical mindset, I think is, is perfectly able to do our job. We don't often use, you know, some of the more advanced concepts that maybe you you, you do in, in your degree studies, but you know anyone that's able to kind of look through numbers, um, investigate them, and kind of look deeper behind patterns, I think is definitely someone that would fit in well with the team. I'm glad that you said that, Adam, because I know we're a little bit mathsy today, um, but Admiral will accept all STEM. Um, so, so anybody from a STEM background, Admiral, will um, look for an application from you. I love the way, Adam, that you say, you know, you're, you're one of the older ones. Me and Jess have done a combined total of 22 years at Grad Cracker this year, haven't we, Jess? Yeah, 22 years. 22 years. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say we definitely win on that one. So now, key fact time, please, um, about Admiral. And Sam, I'm going to come back to you. I gotta start strong now with a good fact of the night. That's why you've gone first. <laughs> um, you, I, I only found this out when I joined. In all honesty, guys, and I was going through some of my induction modules. But um, I learned part of the reason we um, our brand was called Admiral um, was to get that letter A in there first because, well, we're speaking about age here. I'm not sure how relevant the yellow pages now are. Um, but when we started, um, Admiral's actually a very good tactic in terms of brand name to get us appearing first in the yellow pages um so a for admiral we'd appear like you know very very quickly i guess as you flick through the yellow pages um and if you're not aware of our other brands as well you would see it follows with our other brands so bell diamond um so like a b c and we work our way through the alphabet i guess well top of the list sam (laughs) (laughs) um dan um, so just before I started, I found out that Admiral was the only FTSE 100 company in Wales. Um, it's pretty cool working for like a pretty lot, like a very large company, but it feels like a small company, um, especially the team structure. It's very, it's a very communal sort of company to work for. And I'm going to put myself on start. I'm sorry if I've missed this, but how many people in total do, do we say that worked at Admiral? Have we said the figure? 11,000 now, isn't it? 11,000. 11, yeah. Wow. Gosh, I didn't even realise you were that big. I didn't realise mm. that many people were. Huge. Yeah. Huge company. We're company. international as well, um, which I think may come up as a fact that I'm <laughs> 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 we've, got, we've got panic faces. Sam, <laughs> shh, shh. I can't remember if it was Adam or George, but the birth of faces just dropped. <laughs> so that is TBC. George, top fact. Um, so when uh, COVID kicked off and everything, Admiral actually gave back about £110 million to people who were on insurance for car insurance as sort of a stay-at-home refund, just because no one was driving their cars. So they were like, we're making too much money, so we'll give some back, which I thought was, uh, you'd think would be counterintuitive for business, but <laughs> I thought it was quite nice. <laughs> You don't, you don't hear that often, do you? Thanks, George. Adam, you must be you must be the location man. I'm doing the interaction. <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot of people are aware of Admiral as being kind of a UK insurance company, but we actually are in five different countries. So we're in the US, Spain, France, Italy, as well as the UK. Um, and we have kind of comparison sites as well as insurers in a lot of different countries. And for whatever reason, our international companies seem to follow a very animal 
focused theme. So we've got Elephant in the US, so obviously very similar to Elephant in the UK. Um, but then we've also got a price comparison site in Spain called Riastror, which is a little sausage dog that sniffs out the best prices, apparently. I think that was the reason behind it. And Little Lynx in France, which is a cat-based mascot. Again, don't know what the reasoning behind that is, but <laughs> apparently animals are, are the way to go. There'll be, there'll be a reason. Um, so thinking about the international um, part of the part of the business, Sam, from a graduate point of view, can they go and work abroad or is it specifically in the UK? Good question. Um, I may need Adam's help here on this one as well, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, but where you'd primarily be based in like HQ, which is Cardiff, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I believe with some of the roles, it offers that opportunity to, you know, go and travel and visit the international operations. Of course, right now, um, it's a bit vague because of COVID and it's probably not been presented as well of an opportunity over the past two years with travel restrictions, et cetera. But am I correct in saying that, Adam? Yeah, basically. So, yeah, so I'm working international pricing. I'm jumping around a bit. This oh, here, sorry. But... <laughs> sorry, Adam. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, so I work in international pricing. Um, my focus is on the, the US side of the business, but we've got people that are kind of more dedicated to Spain, France and Italy as well. Um, and so, yeah, as Sam said, there are kind of opportunities to go and visit those other offices. I was able to visit the US uh, right before COVID hit in February 2020. Um, and I know in the last kind of six months or so before the Omicron wave picked up, um, people were able to visit France uh, and Spain as well. Um, and this kind of early works for us to be able to go back to the US again. Um, so, yeah, I think those are t- tend to be kind of shorter term trips, kind of a couple of weeks or a month or so. Um, but we have had people that have spent time in the UK, have got to know a country very well, and then have kind of moved to that country and uh, you know, yeah, moved to, to yeah. work with them permanently. So I think that is an option as well. It's it's a much less common. And I think with visas and things, it's a bit more complicated, but uh, there is that opportunity as well, I think. I think Jess will be delving a little bit deeper um, yeah. about your experiences um, a little bit later on, Adam. So thank you very much for that. Um, so Sam, before we go on and meet the grads in a little bit more detail, tell the students who are watching about the opportunities that are currently live on your Hub on Grad Cracker that they can apply for. Of course. Um, so you'll be able to see all these opportunity guys on, on Grad Cracker um, and it, they're very, you know, great STEM opportunities, as we've mentioned, which welcome all STEM applicants. And um, the one I look after in particular is a graduate price analyst position where we're recruiting for a number of these throughout the year. So where I mentioned those flexible start dates, lots of opportunities in pricing. Um, we also have actuarial graduate programs running right now, and you'll see it on GradCracker, junior telematics data analyst roles, uh, data assurance specialist, and this one's a bit wordy, but metadata and documentation specialist um, and a graduate actuarial trainee. So more actuarial again, but trainee position and yeah, generally just great opportunities for um, STEM students. Perfect. And I, you know, I know you touched upon before some about um, start dates and things like that. And the, the fact that you are really quite flexible. Are there any timelines that students need to be aware of that you want to highlight as part of the webinar? Um, good question. With our direct entry roles, the ones I've mentioned, they can, they can be a little bit flexible um, in their start date, in all honesty. The, the price analyst role in particular, I anticipate will be um, open for, for quite a while. But of course, the sooner you get your application in, the better. Yeah. Um, and so that's a bit flexible in terms of closing dates, etc. But in terms of um, what to expect, um, these roles will pop up pop up throughout the year as well. If, if you look on Grad Cracker, you'll see the, the closing date clearly advertised. So my advice would be to like make note of that closing date to make sure you don't miss it or think I'm going to do my application by X and then you miss it. I'm yeah. going off on a tangent here now as well. Um, but key some key like time scales to be aware of you know we'll we'll sift your application within two to three working days of you making it um and then after that initial sift typically for these stem roles you will need to do a price a pricing test or numeracy test is what we call it um, and you need to do that within three days as well so that can like give an idea of time scale so it can take a couple of weeks sometimes from application to get an offer hopefully yeah perfect (laughs) So a couple, a couple of messages there then. They've got jobs live um, at the moment, so make sure you get your applications in. 
like Sam says, they do open their opportunities throughout the year. So if there isn't something that tickles your taste buds at the moment, make sure you follow them. And then we'll, we'll alert you to the fact that they've got new opportunities um, open via email and push notification. I did have another nag, but I can't remember where it is, but it'll come back to me. Yes. Jessica, see, I told you we've got the same brain shortlist. So don't forget as well, like Sam mentioned, you can save the job to your shortlist um, on Gradcracker, then you'll be alerted about deadlines and things like that. Then the job is safe um, in your dashboard. So when hopefully, fingers crossed, you do get an interview, you can go back and look at the job description as well and pick out the key points that Sam and her team have made as part of the application process. Boom. Super. Boom. Daniel. <laughs> In case you weren't listening, Daniel, Jess wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your role. So what I'm a Ford, like for you. Uh, so I'm a I'm a fraud analyst, and basically my job is to use data to help the investigators catch people committing fraud. Um, as you can imagine, we get hundreds of thousands of claims a week, and it's pretty hard for someone to like go through that all the time. Hmm. So what we do is we use um, we use like computer systems to kind of catch certain criterias that we believe might be more like more fraudulent. So for example, someone makes a claim within a week of getting their policy, we could be, well, that seems a bit dodgy. Um, and then that'll get passed on to another team who will check if that's fraud. Um, so it's my job's pretty interesting in that sense. Like uh, it's pretty cool getting to like fight financial crime in that way. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Does it make you quite cynical? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to be like, um, sort of take 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 a like you sort of have to just look at the numbers and be like, oh well, this is really bad. Like, uh, so I don't even have to word it. Um, it's got to be quite clinical, haven't you? So yeah, it's, yeah, like, it, like the numbers need to speak to you. You know, like kind of remove your emotions almost and just mm-hmm. think right, but it's black and white the numbers numbers don't lie i've got yeah. my md in my head but saying numbers don't lie Callum, numbers don't <laughs> lie <laughs> at least there's some like pretty interesting conclusions so it's pretty good, good to look at and you get do you get do you get to see the whole case and like what what happened why they're claiming their insurance on the insurance or um the investigators do but if it's something really interesting because the departments talk quite closely to each other we tend to just sort of share the stories of, with each yeah. other yeah um for example, actually, I'll tell that in the next in my next question. Um, I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to hear that story. Yeah. I was going to say you could share best practice, but <laughs> oh no, 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 it's not. It, there's no names or anything. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah, but we'll come back to you, Daniel, on that, and we'll get some gossip off you and see what how awful some humans can really be. Um, George, could I come to you next? Um, yeah, if you could tell us a bit about your role and yeah, what life is like for you at the moment. Yeah, so um, I'm a household risk pricing analyst. So my job is to, well, broad strokes is to decide what should drive up the price of house insurance. So it can be anything from what the building's made of down to the roof type, down to, it gets to really specific things like, Sometimes people who, uh, that's probably a bit too specific, but uh, if people have open claims, like you can sort of, you should charge them more because it's kind of hard to explain because I'm not sure how much detail I can go into. No, don't worry. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> Um, so a bit in in terms of the the kind of skills and stuff that you've picked up quite quickly then I bet there's almost a bit of like a civil constructual side that you've probably had to pick up quite quickly and to understand have you yeah so especially being someone who's never bought house insurance to learn yeah. this stuff about house insurance so quickly was was a bit of a yeah a, a bit of a trial to be honest but um it, it's good fun and it's a uh, no one knows everything. No one, even the manager who's been there 10, 15 years, he doesn't, he doesn't, he admits that he doesn't know everything about house insurance, but we've got so much detail and, and so many resources to use if needed. So. Yeah. so tell us a bit about your team then, George. How does that look? And um, obviously you've seen you, you obviously work quite closely with your manager. Tell us a bit about what life is like with this part of your team. Yeah, so um, I'm on quite a small team because Admiral are trying to grow the household department at the moment. So I think my team's only been split off in the past few years, the the risk pricing team. So there's 13 of us. 
mm-hmm. but four of us joined at the same time in September. <laughs> right. So uh, it's a it's definitely a new team, but it's as soon as you get into a core, as soon as you meet people, it it's not like the I don't know. I used to work at pubs, and the boss always acted like he was the boss. The, the managers here are here to help you and the seniors are here to help you and like if you have any issues it's never never a problem to bring it out That's but good. there's quite a good and um, quite a good rapport between everyone and definitely banter that sometimes goes a bit far but <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're like fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking George you're probably the person who makes my house insurance so expensive it's like asbestos tick damp tick <laughs> and you're like yep singling you out specifically yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> good stuff thanks George Adam on to you next uh, same question that's okay yep yeah so I'm a senior international pricing analyst uh, within international pricing so as I mentioned before so my role is fairly similar to George's it's it's my I focus on the motor side of risk so cars mostly um, but my work is mostly done on the U.S. side, so that's Elephant who are over in the U.S. So work with them, um, like most of my day is dedicated to, to working with them. Thankfully, I'm able to still keep to U.K. time zones, so I don't have to stay up crazy late uh, and, oh, and do meetings with them. So that's, yeah, that's good. definitely handy. Um, but yeah, as George said, it's a lot of kind of looking at previous claims data, looking at people's performances and deciding whether their prices should go up or down. I think that is an important thing to say. We do also put prices down. Yes. Yeah. We just put prices up, but they do go down as well. Um, I think people are uh, less less likely to talk about when their prices go down than they would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of my work is done with uh, the US team, but we, in international pricing, we're still kind of a team in and of ourselves. So talking with a lot of people from other countries, discussing what they're doing, how that could maybe influence what we want to do in the US and in the UK as well. So taking kind of information from the UK and applying it to other countries as well as the other way around um, and just kind of sharing all that information between us. Brilliant. And I've got some questions for you, Aaron, but to, just to go back, because um, you say you've been there two years, have you kind of gone into this role and this has been your role for two years? Have you done previous roles since the role that you're in now? How has that looked? What's the two years looked like for you so far? Yeah, so I came in as a graduate pricing analyst, the same as any, anyone else would if they were to, to apply today. Um, yeah. And so started on that role from day one and then uh, got made senior about six months ago now. Brilliant. Um, so, so yeah, uh-huh. so as I say, this this is the exact type of role that anyone could could come into um, from grad cracker and and yeah that's kind of where I've got your kind of career journey now would probably be something similar that George and Daniel will do you know kind of in their own world yeah I mean I'm not 100% sure how kind of you know all the formats work in the different departments I think different departments do things maybe a little bit differently but yeah in terms of I think the the general uh, path yeah I think it's probably very similar that's good that you've been made senior and within two levels within two years sorry so that's that's really impressive so well done so it obviously shows that you know that admiral are wanting to do that they're wanting to progress you they're wanting to move you forward and um, next question was just about you know i guess you're all kind of a bit similar in terms of sense of working on something which you might not you know know much about you know i guess admiral you've, you've never lived in america um so you know how do you how do you kind of do that working on a project working on something you know in an area which you know i know you say you visited but have you found that challenging have you found that hard um and how the team helped you yeah i mean i think there's definitely a a lot to learn and you say i you know i've never lived in america i also don't have a driver's license so i've never driven before either (laughs) so there's two birds um so yeah i mean it's definitely a, a challenge at the start there's a lot to kind of learn i think with Admiral in particular, in terms of our pricing, we value kind of a common sense level as well as whatever the numbers are telling you. So I know you were mentioning before about kind of just, you know, what the numbers say is is true and we have to trust the numbers. That's true to an extent, but I think there's also a part of let's let's think as as humans as well. Let's have a think and see whether what we're seeing actually makes makes sense, because if if it was just let's look at that number and that number decides it, 
we'd probably all be out of a job because a computer could just go through and do what we do. Yeah. So I think that human aspect is something that we really value. And I think that is something going all the way back to the misconceptions question. Um, it's not just kind of doing the same thing every day and plugging the same numbers in over and over again, because every project that you take is, is going to be different and is going to require a slightly different approach. So, um, so yeah, that's, it, it keeps things interesting. It means that you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. That's actually a really good point, Adam, because I, I think, yeah, you do. That is a massive misconception that it would just be the same thing. But, you know, you go back to your point, George, you know, what you guys were doing last year, you know, not a lot of people were in the cars last year driving around. So you, last year for you lot looked completely different to what it's looking like now when everyone's back out again doing things you know, moving houses, buying new cars, all the stuff. And yeah, I bet it is, it changes all the time. It's such an that. Yeah, I mean, I think one of our challenges going forward is how we deal with 2020 as a, as a year, right? Because usually we look back on the last couple of years and yeah. use that data to decide yeah. what we want to do in the future. But because 2020 was so weird and <laughs> such an anomaly, how do we, how do we use that going forward? Yeah. Yeah, and of all the new cars that are coming onto the market as well, that's the other thing, you know, like the hybrid electrics and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's exciting, actually, when you think of it like that. Um, So, Daniel, I'm going to come back to you because I want to talk about some of the projects and things that you've been working on. And I'm excited to hear about this story that you're going to tell us. I hope it's a good one. It's one of the largest projects I've been working on um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've been using like um, modeling to um, figure out the likelihood of someone committing fraud. Um, can't get too much into it, no. uh, but we work quite close with another department called Advanced Analytics, and um, that's a big part of Admiral. I feel like a cross department um, working because um, everyone has skills that they're more suited for in different parts, and it allows for like really good things to happen. And um, from this model, it's only it's quite fresh. We haven't really done much with it yet. But like uh, we've been able to like directly help people stop their identities getting stolen. Oh, amazing! Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's really it's really rewarding thing yeah. to happen because you know I think it must suck getting it stolen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but like a bit lightly, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit of a misconception though. Like uh, when people like commit insurance fraud, it's like they're a massive company. It doesn't matter. Them losing five hundred pounds is nothing. But the issue is is that saving goes what well, that loss ends up going on to everyone eventually uh, i think it's roughly 50 pounds of your premium is spent because of is, is there because of fraudsters oh, really? Um, oh, really so yeah it feels quite good like working on projects and stuff that helps to like sort of minimize that yeah. to like help people like be more safer as well because yeah you know um but yeah so that's one of the projects i've been working on so it feels really good like having a working on something that has a direct positive impact in people's lives yeah. not just making money you know yeah but it seems to be quite a common thread through admiral already you know daniel you're saying almost the corporate side of what you're doing but george you know you're saying you know the volunteering side and you know and sam really what you've said as well about the business as a whole you know you all have a bit of a family feel you know peers working together um it's it seems a bit of a running through for the actual work you do to the projects and what life is like there which just seems really really nice so that's really good Daniel do you know a stat on average how many claims you get are fraudulent um I have no idea <laughs> uh truth be told sorry no don't worry um, it's just out of interest really yeah it, it, dep it, it, it depends on the rules to be honest it depends on like what criteria we're looking for because it can vary by loads um there is like an external institution called the insurance fraud bureau and what they'll do is they'll give out bulletins saying oh look into this look into that and sometimes we can get hundreds of cases that are like that or we can get two or three um mm -hmm. it really varies yeah good stuff okay george coming to you next projects that you've been working on so far since you've been at admiral uh yeah so i've i've been with admiral for six months and you spend the first two and a half months largely training sort of preparing before you move into your team so in in the last three months i've been allowed to collaborate with others on cross product uh, variables which is household and motor okay yeah um, to sort of find what's predictive and what's not which is you know job description yeah um 
I've also been able to head up um, my own projects. So I was trusted to, which kind of shocked me because I'd only been there a month at this point, but I was trusted to lead a project to investigate a new pricing tool, okay. uh, do all the research into it and, and decide whether or not we're going, as a company, we're going to use it. So it was, in the end, it, it was not a good tool at all. It was, oh. which was a shame, but it was nice to be given that, um, that trust and, and, make the final decision even though you've been there such a short period of time which was uh walk me through that a bit so obviously you get given this product to look at how did you have to test it you have to you know report back your results did you have to do a presentation how did all that bit look for you um so a lot lot of it was checking their data against ours which was not easy because they advertised that they had an API, but they they just didn't. So I thought it was going to be an easy side-by-side check, and it was about a week's worth of work. And for anyone <laughs> doesn't know, George, what's an API? Um, so it's when the computers talk to each other. It's basically having a database that you can just search from, from the off. Right, okay. So it's not um, – it would have been a lot easier than uh, clicking onto different links on this website. Right, okay. So all the way through but um so with that I was I've lost my train of thought entirely there (laughs) in about you doing the testing looking at it yeah was it any good so um it was a lot of checking their data against ours and um seeing if they had anything that we didn't have so um there's occasions where um we get sent queries from the queries department and um we don't have anything about their street on our system we don't have any information so we have to decline cover because we don't have that information the hope was we could use this tool uh to find that information but it turned out that they had even less than us most of the time in the end it just wasn't helpful but i got to write up a report and send it off to my manager's manager which was uh a a bit of a step because that that feels like the big boss but (laughs) Well, that's yeah. good though. And all that within the first month. So it just shows yeah. how much, you know, responsibility they're putting on you and, you know, wanting yeah. to hear your opinion and value your opinion as well, which is brilliant. So well done, George. Uh, and I'm going to come to you next projects that you've been working on so far. Yeah. So I think probably the biggest project I've been involved in, uh, similar to what Daniel was saying about kind of analytics and machine learning. Um, so one of our analysts uh, in international pricing actually had made a model which would basically take a bunch of information about a vehicle and then predict how risky it was going to be and essentially predict how much it would cost if it got into an accident to repair that vehicle right and so we had been we've been working on it for a while now it ended up being a a much longer process than i think we initially thought it was going to be but that model actually ended up going live uh, about two weeks ago now in the us so it, it 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 the idea behind it is that now if any new vehicle comes on cover, we get uh, a whole bunch of information about it. It can be like uh, where the airbags are, how heavy the car is, what it's made of, how many seats it's got, all of this kind of information. And then the model will use all of that information to make a prediction on how much it's going to cost to repair. Um, and then for the cheaper vehicles, we're able to discount their price overall. And then for the more expensive vehicles, we have to increase their price to cover the costs that are going to come in. Um, and so that project is, as I say, been ongoing for a while now, but uh, yeah, is is finally live in the US now. Oh, that is brilliant. Well done. Again, it's something you don't think about, do you? Because I bet obviously like geographically, you know, getting a car repaired in one location could cost one price, could be exactly the same car, same model, but then you get it repaired to someone else, different price and... And then, oh gosh, yeah, it's loads that you don't think about, isn't it? You just think, oh, car insurance, home insurance, something off the list, but yeah. Interesting. So well done for that. Um, and now we're going to talk next about learning and development. Yes, yeah, so I want to look back to Sam now, if that's okay, Sam. Um, just to speak about, I know that we've, we've kind of touched on it with the grads, but for the first few months um, when a grad starts at Admiral, what, what's, going, what's it going to look like for them? Um, what kind of training and support is on offer um, for those first um, couple of months? Question. Um, I may speak from a bit more of a general perspective. Yeah, no, that's if, fine. if any of the guys want to jump in with how, like, what they've found. Um, yeah. But in a nutshell, 
graduates who join us are fully supported in terms of transitioning from you know studies education into that world of work it's it's a big change jumping from studying into a full-time role I anticipate and they're fully supported in that so firstly what I'd like to make everyone aware of is training can be tailored and really set to an individual's pace as well so I can't say x week you'll be doing this and 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 so on so it can it can really be tailored to that person's pace so it can vary for everyone and it can be a little bit unique to, to an individual joining um you can expect to have things such as induction modules so you can get really up to speed with you know some admiral knowledge and about the business even not specific to your role just general admiral knowledge and picking up those key facts like I have about the yellow pages for example um so you'll have um induction with our academy basically so you're fully up to speed about you know what admiral's all about and get a real good feel for how we've grown what's happened you know up to date um this is a bit of an admiral term but we call it port to call um short pox and we arrange a lot of pox with various stakeholders and departments so Although you may join pricing, you may work with other key stakeholders and departments in the business or just need to have knowledge about those other departments in the business. So you'll have ports of calls with them as well. So you meet with the real people of that department, not just someone delivering induction to get to know what they do, who you can go to help for and generally just start building relationships across the business as well. So. You're brought up to speed with Admiral, you start, you know, engaging with wider people across the business. So you know who you can go to for help. So payroll or PS, which is known as HR and other other companies. So you, you just get all those points of contacts and relationships built as well. Um, and other things such as, you know, buddy schemes. So, for example, you can pair up with another analyst so you can discuss work, really get your teeth stuck into something and have someone to bounce bounce off so that's another support method offered in admiral as well um yeah generally it's just lots and lots of support available yeah. on offer, i think <laughs> it, it seems it so we've got a long list there so from if a student is successful then so for example you make that that a fantastic phone call after this webinar and say yep you've got the job you're starting in a couple of months time do you keep in touch so two questions here so do you keep in touch with that graduate between or student between now and the start date first question second question if it is a start date in the future so for example maybe September time is there any hints and tips that you could give the students um, about how they could prepare you know could they be doing some research in something and this isn't necessarily just for Sam you know grads you've, you've been there done that but yourselves is there anything that they could be doing just to put themselves ahead a little bit before the start date good questions um I'll so in terms of keeping in touch so that yeah. I'll, I'll cover that off first which might be a bit more specific for me being the recruiter yeah. um yeah we have a lot of like touch points with you leading up to the start whether that's a phone call email and um, something we really like to emphasize as recruitment officers are we're here leading up to that start date so yeah. anything you need at any point all it takes is a quick email and we can jump on a phone call with you um, line managers will start getting in touch as well so you know they may drop you an email so you've got their contact details and give you their you know their mobile so you can like text them if you need anything or you may join a whatsapp group and that's also another way of communicating with your team and members of the department leading up to your start date as well so yeah it can be really flexible in terms of us just always keeping in touch and communicating and we try to um, introduce people who are joining perhaps around the same time to each other as well. So if if two grads got the same start date, I may make a bit of an email introduction. So you've got another another name. So you, you know someone else who's going through the exact same journey as you when you you'll know who that person is on your first day, for example. Um, so, yeah, a few ways of keeping in touch leading up to that start in terms of. Um, hints and tips to help you prepare to, to join. Um, we I get asked this a lot and I typically yeah. then will go to the manager or the line manager when, you know, what can this person do um, leading up to this start? So I, I'm gonna probably defer this to the guys yeah. on the call and, and see if they've got any advice perhaps for any, any students joining. George has been smiling all the way through what you've just said, Sam. So I don't know if George has got some experiences <laughs> that you want to share. 
it's just um so sam actually recruited me and i can remember all of these steps you were smiling <laughs> yeah it's just like i could it was like remembering all these steps of, of uh just emailing and going i've got a few questions can i can yeah. i call you and she would call back like half an hour later it's just <laughs> yeah but it's it's so i started with seven other people on my yeah. same start date which was um quite a large group generally there's sort of I think two or three from the, from the months afterwards, two or three started a month, but um, we all got in contact before we started, uh, spent the first week on video calls and then met up at the pub. So it was, uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely just, I, I would say, just don't be afraid to, to be yourself. Admiral really does value individuality. So yeah. just don't be afraid to be yourself and you'll be all right. <laughs> That smell of you reminiscing. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> that was quite sweet. So that says a lot about, about you and your personality as well. Um, so from from a, from a p- preparing um, point of view, then grads, is there anything that you would suggest, maybe specifically to to your roles, or just as you know, graduates who've been to university and started at Admiral, if there's any anything that you would do to prepare? And Carla, just to add that, I was going to ask you, George, if you don't mind me asking you, putting you on the spot, what kind of questions were you asking, Sam? Because there might even be like almost those unknown nuns kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah. don't know what to ask. What should I? That's, um, I, I, I really can't you remember. remember. All, all <laughs> I, I can remember is before asking them going, I'm sorry, I know this is going to be a dumb question. And then <laughs> asking it. So, <laughs> but I, I can't remember. No, don't worry. I remember before I started, because it was the first time that I, I moved to Cardiff, you know, I, I'd been in Edinburgh for such a long time and emailing someone from recruitment and basically asking where are the areas I should avoid when I'm looking for a flat? Yeah. And, you know, what's a good area? What's a bad area? Where should I be looking? Um, and got a whole list that I think had been passed around various people to see if anyone <laughs> had thoughts on all these different areas. So, again, just super practical stuff like that. Super yeah. handy. Um, and then I guess in terms of before joining, I mean, I think most of our departments, the training is, you know, there's there's no expectation of knowledge before you arrive. Um, but obviously anything you have is helpful. Um, I, so, you know, I'd never coded in SAS or SQL, which are two of the languages that we use a lot of. Um, and so all of the training is obviously from the assumption that you've never used them before. But if you want to do, you know, a quick crash you know just a free course online that just quickly introduces you to some of the concepts then it's definitely not going to hurt um and then just things like do a couple of insurance quotes online go onto a comparison site do some quotes yeah uh, play about with the the numbers if if you say that you're driving twenty thousand miles what does that do to the price if you change where you live does that increase does that decrease the price things like that just to give you an idea of what we're looking at in pricing and what is causing prices to change. Um, all of that knowledge is, is going to be super helpful and will help you out when you start. That's really good, Adam. Yeah, yeah, really good. Thanks, Adam. And, and you, you touched on training there, Adam. Um, is there anything specifically, uh, Daniel, back to you, that training-wise that you've had that you've really enjoyed, that you think, oh, graduates are going to enjoy this when they start at Admiral? So, uh, yeah, very similar to Adam. I never yeah, coded in SAS or uh, SQL before. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it was really, it's been really useful and really enjoyable learning how to do that. It's a, a very useful skill to pick up. It's pretty much an industry standard. So if you end up going to another company, you've still got those skills that you can take on with you. Um, yeah, I was given my own pace to learn it. Um, there was no like pressure to get it done by this date or you and still like even now I'm still learning new things, even like seven, seven or eight months on, I'm still learning new um new ways of using these programs so why i'm going to ask a technical question that i don't know the answer to obviously but sas and sql that you just you've just mentioned so why why has admiral chosen to use that code in particular then if if nobody's had an experience of that in the past why, why is that code so important to admiral do you think um adam do you know the answer to this <laughs> yeah I, I i think it's a as Daniel said, I think it is a fairly industry standard for, for looking at databases. So right. databases aren't the most exciting computer science thing in the world. So I think a lot of people would choose to do other languages that are more, you know, you can you can write some code that'll make a game or do something more exciting like Python or something like that. For the 
business world, I think, if you're querying databases, which I think is what a lot of businesses end up using their coding for, um, and it's what Admiral uses, SAS and SQL are, are fairly standard um, for that side of things. So yeah, maybe it's not something that people have had direct experience of this language before, but if you've had any coding experience, it's very easy to pick up, I'd say. Perfect. And just think about extracurricular activities then. So I know, George, you mentioned at the beginning of, um, about the volunteering and things like that. Is there anything, and Sam, you, you can chip in on this one as well. Is there anything that you get involved with at Admiral that really showcases, uh, you know, who they are, what they do, like networking groups and things like that? Is there anything that, that you get involved with? George, I'm going to pick on you. You haven't um, spoken for a bit. Yeah, so um, I asked about this about two months ago and found out yeah. that you couldn't uh, start it until you passed your probation period, which I only passed this morning. So. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they do push for self-improvement because um, yeah. I asked about the Chartered Institute of Insurers Certificate, right, which yeah. is uh, it's a qualification that's just industry standard just to understand what insurance is and and basically why we do it it's got a few exams it's, it's basically just a qualification to go alongside the job and when I asked about it Admiral said they would sponsor me through it and basically pay for the exams and and uh, any materials I would need and anything so they are they, they do want you to to seek out these things find yeah. them do them and self-improvement seems like a massive thing yeah, definitely. Which, oh, brilliant. Which is amazing. And um, the other thing is I've, I've never been much of a public speaker. So having the opportunity to do things like this, speaking to people and, and speaking to a group of people is, is it's a nice change. So it's a nice something to do to sort of challenge yourself. So they really do sort of put you forward for things. So <laughs> Well, you're very good at it, George. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't believe that we've been on it. We've been together for a whole hour, more than an hour, and you've only just mentioned about your probation. <laughs> it seemed like a, a time to bring it up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If it was me, I'd be like, um, can I just tell everybody, please? <laughs> I've just passed my probation. <laughs> um, Daniel, is there anything that you want to add to that? So, anything that you do, like networking or any learning development that you've been involved with that you thought that was um, um, really well delivered? Um, oh, not quite yet, to be honest. Um, no, that's fine. But that's because I've been trying to like understand, um, understand really like my job and get yeah. more into my role. Yeah. Um, but then that speaks to the whole thing of Admiral about how it's all at your own pace and when you yeah. feel ready to move on to other stuff. Yeah. Um, I've been in quite a lot of portal calls recently, actually, like uh, Sam mentioned, mm -hmm. um, because I'm quite interested in learning like what other departments within the company does. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been really useful to just sort of like map out how the industry works and how Admiral itself works as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point there, Daniel. I mean, it's like you're learning about learning at your own pace as well. I think that's that's really shows who you are as an individual and at Admiral as well. So I think that's that's brilliant, and I really like the idea that you can get to know about other um, departments there because I think I, I always say this is part of the webinars, but the the more that you know about the company in general, then it can makes you do your job better. I always find, and um, yeah, so it's definitely. really good that they give you that opportunity. And um, so thanks, Daniel. And um, Adam, did you have anything to finish off with? Yeah, I think this this will end up sounding like me to my own horn, but we'll, we'll, we'll come around ah, right to that. Toot <laughs> away, love, toot away. So in international pricing, we run pricing training weeks. So yeah. essentially at, you'll do six months worth of training or so within your own department. Again, it varies very much to department to department, but within our department anyway, you'll do kind of six months of, of training and that covers, you know, coding, the business knowledge side of things, and then some pricing training to get used to kind of the day-to-day -day work. And then at the end of that, we run a, a one week that kind of condenses all of that pricing knowledge that you've been doing over the last couple of months into just a week's worth of talks and presentations and a, a kind of practice exercise to do as well as part of that. And so I think going on that myself was incredibly useful. You know, you've, you've done it all over the last couple of months, but when it's spread out like that, sometimes little things slip through the cracks or you're not quite sure about something and you're, you're new and you're scared to ask about it or whatever it might be. And so taking all of that knowledge and just putting it into one week where you can just ask any questions that you've been thinking about or anything like that over the last couple of um, 
months is 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 really helpful. And so eventually, and they're helping to kind of run those now as part of the team. Oh, wow. And so I think that's the other thing. Quite quickly, again, I can only speak for our team, but you get given kind of mentor positions where you're able to help people through their training. And yeah. I think that selfishly is also very helpful for you. If you go back and you look at the work from a different point of view and try to think, you know, what are the challenges that people have here and how do I explain that better? When you get used to being able to explain it better, you get you get a better understanding of it yourself as well. And so yeah. I think all of that from both sides of the training aspect, I think it's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I know this, this sounds a little bit unfair, especially to the, the people who've only been there for, for a couple of months, but future plans, um, Adam, just the same with you, what are your future plans? Yeah, so uh, currently just started kind of a, a new big project in the US, um, another one of these machine learning models. They're definitely very in fashion just now in Admiral and I think all over the place. So working to kind of take that and replace some of the parts of our pricing structure with these new models um, and kind of use that as a as the basis of our price. So, so a big project and lots of collaboration with other departments. So again, knowing what everyone else does is super helpful to know who to talk to when you've got problems. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the next six months or so for me. Thank you, Adam. George, any plans for the future? I know you've just mentioned, <laughs> I think you're just like, I can't, I'm just past my probation, love, just chill out. <laughs> but have you, got, have you got a dream that you want to fill? Well, I, I do want to do more of these um, CII certifications and everything because yeah. it does seem like it will definitely benefit but to be honest past passing probation was the first future hurdle so now I've got to pick my next one but we'll see yeah get, get yourself a pint after you finish work <laughs> yeah definitely for the future and and Daniel anything that you want to finish off with um yeah similar to George I only quite recently passed my probation um, Yay. yeah I'm just looking forward to like getting more 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 responsibility and yeah. dealing with more certain areas of, of the company and just learning more about the industry as well perfect your role sound absolutely brilliant sam so we've obviously inspired students to apply to your opportunities is there anything that you want to finish off with like hints and tips or um the application process how that's looking this year yeah, um, so get on our hub on Gradcracker and um, get your applications in is what I'd ultimately say. Yeah. Um, a lot of it may still be a bit virtual. Um, I've mentioned already, we'll sift your application. There may be a numeracy test and you'll meet with our hiring managers then for interview. Um, in terms of, you know, some golden tips, you know, we've got the, the, the hub available with a lot of information. Yeah. So, you know, do your research, read the information on, on the Gradcracker hub um, to see what's already out there. Do your research on the company. Make sure you're reading your job adverts and tailoring your application to suit that job advert. You really can't have a blanket approach when it comes to CV and application writing, unfortunately, and tailoring your CV will make you stand out as a candidate. Um, practice before jumping in, you know, practice numerical stuff before jumping in and taking the test, not just winging it um, when, when you open that link and same applies to interview, you know, try and get some practice in, rehearse your answers. And a big one Adam's mentioned is, you know, look at our products, run some insurance quotes, get a feel for how the rating works. I'd say that's a real golden tip to take away from today. So yeah, just, just do your research and prepare and tailor stuff as much as you can is what I tend to say until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> yeah, I you do. I think it's tailoring to Admiral and tailoring to the sector as well, isn't it? Just to show that you do have um, a lot of passion, that you do want to get involved in, in the sector that you're in. Um, and yeah, like like Sam mentioned, there's lots and lots of useful information on the on the um, Admiral Hub on Gradcracker. So make sure you watch this webinar again. It'll be live on the Hub tomorrow um, as, a, as a full webinar. And we'll also buy, break it down to bite-sized chunks, which will be available on the Hub and in the Career Centre as well. Just one yes. more point. Sorry, you're going to say something. You were like this say, breath. Just oh, I just really wanted to just to double check this. So, Sam, if anyone's going through the application process and they start the numerical test, do they have to start it and complete it in a one or can they come back to it within those three days? Good question. So, yeah, you um, once you open that link and press start, that's yeah. it. 
Um, be in the right headspace, in the right, yeah, give yeah, yourself you know, make time. sure you've got quiet time set aside, your equipment's working, you've got stable yeah. internet connection, all those typical things, no disturbances. And if you need more time and you're not ready, or if you're poorly or something, let us know. We can then it send it to you at a later date. We'll work yeah. with you so you're in the right frame of mind, basically. Awesome. Sorry, Carla. I just wanted to. Good question. I saw you holding your breath. I was like, Jessica got something to say before she turns blue. Um, <laughs> as, along with Sam's, so she's blue <laughs> in the face about tailoring your application. Um, perfect. So thank you, everybody. And um, congratulations to you all. You've passed your probation, been promoted. You've had fantastic experiences. And um, so well done, guys. It's been a brilliant webinar. Um, I am leaving you for next week. Sophie and Jessica are going to be holding the Where webinar. Sophie's back. Sophie's and, back um, back from maternity leave, so we're all excited to have Sophie back. Yes, yeah, Sophie's back from maternity leave, and I am off to Crufts. Woo-woo! I know, it's exciting, well, isn't it? Okay. Sam will chat afterwards. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so join Sophie and Jess next week, who will be joined by Robbie and ITV. So, for now, remember what Sam said, get your applications in, look at the Admiral Hub, and we'll see you all later. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.